Parisian. Take the princess and the Wookiee to my ship. You said they'd be left in the city under my supervision. I am altering the deal. Pray I don't alter it any further. And we're live. Welcome to the 818, a Star Wars Legion podcast focused on tabletop miniature gaming and hobby based in Southern California. I'm Jonathan Williams, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, John Tevis. How are you, man? Doing well. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It's good to to be back in the saddle yeah, after right. a few weeks. Right. You know, just had some things going on, right? But it's good to be back and, and talking. Absolutely. Star Wars Legion and, you know, the 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 constant pain on my wallet. These damn miniatures. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But in all seriousness, um, have you been? How have your recent games been going? I mean, what's it been like for you? I know you've you've had a chance. We were talking before we went live. You had a chance to play. So, what have you been running recently? It's Blizzard Force, actually. So all yeah. my Legion games since the tournament have been with Blizzard Force with Commander Vader. Yeah, I you know, I've always been interested in Blizzard Force mainly because of HRUs. I really find the unit very interesting, even though they're kind of OP. But yeah, I just run the quad bikes, HRUs, Commander Vader, and Snows with a medbot. No officer or anything. Because initially Melis had an officer, but I I saw a fifth trooper put out a Commander Vader guide and the sample Blizzard Force list had no officer. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, let's try that out. I feel that I, I can squeeze in more upgrades with my my dudes, especially a medbot. So yeah, I've been running some success. I, I will say though that for Commander Vader, Saber Throw is way superior to Force Choke, especially after the nerfs. My very first game with him, yeah, my first game with him, I I was like, oh, I'll try Force Choke because let's see how that works. And I, I mean, I lost, I barely lost that game against David, who we had last cast. I was playing Republic, Triple ATRT, and yeah, and he even agreed if I had Saber Throw, the, the game could have even gone my way for sure because... You know, Vader, people who play Vader, you probably could kind of relate with the whole with the whole like, you know, you jump in, kick some butt, and then you gotta retreat before you die and give victory points, right? So that kinda happened and you know, Vader was in a safe place, but he couldn't really do anything. He was just standing there, not dying. Um and there was times where there were clones in range too, and I'm like, Oh, I really could have used a saber throw here instead of the one wound I did with Force Choke for the game. So that's that was one of those really obvious data points having, you know, because we talk about it, right? Like talk about Force Choke after the nerf. And is it so good? Is it not? And I still think it's good. But in in some situations where you're forced to pick, I think Force Choke is not as an as much of an honor include anymore for Dark Side Force users. But yeah, uh, it was fun. Commander Vader super fun. And you know, Vader in Legion has always been like a cool thing to do. And I think, you know, you, I don't want to play Blizzard Force before because you kind of feel dirty playing Blizzard Force. But now it's like, <laughs> okay, I feel like it's in a better spot now. It's, I mean, it's still strong, but it's not like dominating the meta like it used to. You see a lot, lots more lists getting, you know, top eight, which is, you know, I think good for the game. But yeah, pretty much been doing that. Played some Shatterpoint. Played some Horus Heresy. I played that one game of 40k with you. That was super fun. Um, <laughs> we should yeah. talk about that a little. We'll get into that a little bit. Yeah, we'll get into that a little bit. But 
Yeah, man. Well, that's good. You know, and and yeah, I think now with 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 the Blizzard nerfs, right? I think it's more we can, for the lack of a better term, socially acceptable. Yes. <laughs> <Right>? No. Yeah. It <laughs> to is play a thing. that list. Yeah. Yeah. Because there was a time where, especially at the at the local with the local community, you know, if you put that down, it's not like you're they throw like tomatoes at you or anything, but there's there's definitely the whole like, oh, like really, man, like you know, like blizzard force like casual sunday like seriously um even in tournaments it's because we the thing is we don't want the meta to turn in just everyone playing the same list because you know at the height of blizzard force in the big competitive scene it was just kind of that until like dark troopers came out but yeah so yeah now it's more socially acceptable absolutely and i will i will be running it all the time because it it is super fun like quad bikes commander vader hru's it's a great time yeah, and they're like very unique units, right? And you know, Vader now just feels so new and fresh with the command slot, right? Mm-hmm. Compel core, and then getting to—I mean, quad bikes, right? Are, are a unique unit in itself, right? It's the only list yeah. that can actually run them that way, right? And you know, furthermore, HRUs—you can only run it in that in that version of the list. So I think. You know, it's it's interesting. I think if I had a fourth set of bike, I'd give it a shot. I'd give it a go. A fourth set of bikes, I should say. Mm-hmm. And I, I think you said something really interesting too. Was, I you know, I've always been an avid user of choke, but but now for five points less, you just get more utility out of throw, right? Yeah. And so, you know, it helps against you know certain matchups, right? Against like flyers. So like for example, right. airspeeders, right? right? Fluttercraft. Um, I mean, so it's I think... definitely not like a mm-hmm. like an auto thing. Like, oh, you, you should always take super yeah. throw. Like, you know, operative Vader so once choke because here it is a range attack. Um, like Maul, I think for Maul, it's it's still even a conversation, especially if you take Dark Saber on him. You know, yeah. but I, yeah, I agree that it's there's there's times where throw is just the better choice, especially on Commander Vader because he's speed one. <laughs> so yeah, yes, right, and so. And I mean, is it, what was your, so did you have, let me guess, you had push, throw, burst to speed, because he has three, four slots, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, although he's speed one on paper, right, for a turn, especially like the implacable turn, right? oh, I was yeah. doing this a lot when, when burst to speed came out and it was only five points. <laughs> oh, man. But, or, was it like five or three? Was it, it was like, on the card? Eh, it was some, something ridiculous. Like right? Three or yeah. Five, yeah undercosted we'll just go there yep <laughs> but i remember like in the implacable turn right you just mm-hmm. pop it then and you get three instances of that and that's super good with you know uh coupled with relentless right you just get so much utility out, Actually, out of yeah, it yeah i in one of my games i played uh, against mm-hmm. santa mike we all love yeah. and he was playing yes. we got to get him on the cast by the I way i know right i would, I would love him to be on here <laughs> maybe around christmas time yes yes <laughs> But he is running the classic, his classic Echo base, but this time with Han Chewie. And I, I killed Han Chewie in one turn because of Implacable. Oh, like, charged Chewie. So Saber throw Chewie previous turn, charged in, killed him. Han tried to run away, which he should because he doesn't have feed points. But with the burst of speed, like, I, I caught up to him. And he also, ins- oh, actually, he didn't die. Han didn't die. But, I you know, I caught up to him. And at that point, you can't really escape. Yeah. 
So yeah, burst of speed and placable is gross, and I love it. Yes, and like even if you're like the immobilized token is like it's pretty much most of the time I should say is negligible because you're in and where you want to be. Yep. Exactly. Right in that instance, you know. Good man. Yeah, you're making me want to dust off my old commander. I just I I can't wait for some more dark side force users in empire list yeah inquisitors win i'm I'm waiting for that last legion release was last month yeah yeah man and i just um (laughs) you know it's uh it's good i think the state of the game you know is is in a good place and we'll get into that you know in a little bit here but i i did i did play some legion and i played my first game since the tournament um last month um i got a chance to play against one of our very own in the in the discord uh, uh vince and um uh, you know he brought uh cassian k2 and Jin Ro- rogue one list i brought Ooh. dooku with some black suns and magnas and yeah we just we duked it out man nice you know? and um we played you know, we played a gameology last night and um you know we we got a chance to really you know walk through our game and we also had an opportunity to kind of learn from you know our mistakes which is one of the best i think the the conversation after the game mm-hmm. is one of the most vital parts of not just legion but wargaming in general right mm-hmm. you really that's where you get you experience the most growth but Absolutely. i'll get off of my uh philosophical soapbox but <laughs> um yeah so you know he brought and then he also brought r2 and a land speeder which was Ooh. awesome with the gonk and dude, that thing is like tanky and it's 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 such it's like um it's pestering in a sense because you can't <laughs> flink it with the shields right right and you're averaging you're probably getting one back but yeah i mean he played really well um you know we played Long March, Breakthrough, Limited Viz. So, mm. which I think Disarray was like in the first slot. He had a bombing run in the second slot. So I banned, so I passed my first ban and then banned Long March to get to, uh, um, or no, excuse me, I banned Disarray to get to Long March. And then I banned whatever was in the first slot to get to Breakthrough. So I did use both bans and, yeah, I mean, first turn, just a lot of positioning, moving, right? And then top of turn two, I got a Dooku play with you disappoint me. I mean, Dooku's so fun, man. I just wish the <laughs> things that you could put around him were just better, you know? Right. I think he, he really could use a uh, a points drop, you know, whether it be 10 or 50. He's just so expensive for the toolkit that you get. But, you know, <sighs> let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Like, do you think it would be that, like, what would you think about giving him charge natively? I would be fine with that. I mean, I don't mind him getting right? relentless natively, to be quite honest with you. He... Yeah. Because it's not like he, he doesn't have surge defense, right? He has surge No, no crit, surge block. I think, yeah. So mm-hmm. it's not like he's unkillably tanky and... yeah. And there's a lot of force users out there that could mess him up if they get in, you know. Um, I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't mind if he had relentless or 
or charge maybe mm -hmm. like I, that's something i could see them errata or they should be errata-ing yeah. or if not you know release like some command cards where he gets a permanent upgrade like like anakin or something yeah. but yeah 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 i mean can you win no, with I... him yeah but mm -hmm. you know yeah it's tough <laughs> yeah. right you know but i i agree with you i think i the reason why i just i brought up charge just because he has relentless already in natively or in the one pip instance so i think that's a good compromise just to give him charge but you know i think yeah i think you know you errata the card and he gets relentless and then you could really do some things with scatter and lightning and you know i if he had relentless and he was at this current price point i still like i would pay for that right oh easily you know right like so um but yeah you know it's you know we you know second turn i hit like a you disappoint me brought his pathfinders all the way back but he hadn't he hadn't activated them yet so he just double moved them back so it was just a lot of positioning and top of turn three i think was a real turning point in the game and um you know he wisely you know put an order on his land speeder but a land speeder came up or excuse me i I, I was able to catch K2 with a full unit of Black Suns and mm -hmm. the Magnet. And so I nuked K2, but then he activated his land speeder and then just let out the full arsenal. Ooh. I rolled two surges and four blanks. Ooh. <laughs> so I lost five because i have a vigo in there i lost five black suns i had a medic but at that point like the unit is just severely crippled and um you know on that same turn i put my magnus in a place where um he rolled like i think he rolled six on an unnamed shot with rebel vets i was in light cover and i i missed four my red saves were just you know dice games man like you just the guy the dice giveth and then the dice taketh away, right? Mm -hmm, absolutely. You know? And sometimes you could do everything tactically right, or in my case, in this game, I did not because I was I felt rusty. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, you know, he or excuse me, like when you you just roll poorly and it just happens, you know, it, and you yeah, try it's, to adjust. It's a thing. Yeah, yeah. And what I love about Legion is like you can react to that, right? And like in 40k, it's like it's hard to do that because you're going with all your stuff at once, mm -hmm. right? And right, I love the the flexibility and the reactivity of Legion so much, and it's so good, and the rules are so much better. <laughs> but you know, the most important thing is we had a lot of fun. Vince was an amazing opponent, and it was cool to just get out there. And I will say, the calculus is just with those dice are so much easier. So mm -hmm. it was cool, man. You know, he uh, was like came down to like a turn six thing, and he won uh, three to two because secret mission still really good. You know, um, one thing I would have liked to have seen in his list is putting um, Shriv. He had the hotshot pilot. I think Shriv probably would have been the better option, right? Because you could just do the R two trick where you just give him a suppression and a dodge. And uh, yeah, man, but. That's been, you know, that's it was good to get back out there, roll some dice, mm -hmm. you know. And uh yeah, you know, I feel like Legion, you know. I'm curious to hear your thoughts on the status of the game. You know, we're getting releases, right? 
what have you thought of like the most recent releases? Obviously you have Ewoks, right? You know, there's the Tempest Force. Uh, we can call that a release, right? Because it yeah, allows I would say for, so. Right. For others to kind of put things here. So, but, so how do you feel about, you know, the status of the game and where it's at right now? I think that the, the recent releases have been very impactful in a good mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. The two things I'm thinking of are Ahsoka and Cody. I think Ahsoka yeah. and Cody, Cody especially, have redefined how their factions perform in the current meta. Yeah. Dark Troopers, obviously, to to an extreme level, are that. But I think Ahsoka and Cody are are good in that are good releases in that sense. I'm not saying Darks are bad, but I think Ahsoka and and Cody are are good releases in the sense that they don't they're not warping the meta, but they do give their faction a new play style in this current meta where they could perform well. Like I think most of the the top lists now for Republic have Cody, rightfully so. You know, not all of them. You know, you'll still see a lot of Anakin and Yoda, but Cody, especially if you don't want to run a Force user in your Republic list, Cody makes that very possible to do well. And Ahsoka is just good because she's like a well-costed Force user for Rebels that has lots of good defensive tech, lots of good offensive tech. Not not as strong as I wanted her to be. Considering the yeah. same faction, but I think she, I think she's a good release for rebels. Ewoks are, I think, are too much of a skew to, to really comment on in the sense that I need to see them more as a as a full army because yeah, if you take Ewoks, I think you're taking a lot of Ewoks even in the regular yeah. rebel list. I'm not sure. I know maybe maybe people haven't done it yet, but you know, I don't see the value, the too much value in taking one or two squads of Ewoks in your rebel list, unless that's part of your overall strategy, right? But, you know, just adding uh, an Ewok squad doesn't really do much, I think, in the rebel force. I think you want to really hedge on your Ewoks, and, you know, Bright Tree is a whole army into itself, and I think it's good for the game. I already know some people who are getting into the game because of Ewoks. They're one of those iconic Star Wars things that, you know, is. I think it's good for the game because it's an iconic Star Wars thing. But overall, like, I think I'm just glad that there haven't been releases that are just kind of there. Mm. And by what's an example for Legion? Um, I th- honestly, I think the Wookiee Chieftain is an example of he, I mean, yeah, he's cool. Absolutely. And if you like and if yeah. you like Wookiees, he's great, but he doesn't really do much for Rep- I mean, even the Fluttercraft, to be honest, like it just kind of yeah. ISP. That's a good one. It's just kind yes, of there. That's a very you know? good one. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's there. And if you like ISPs, you could make it work. You know, you could, you could have some fun games with it, but it doesn't really do much for the faction be- because of what it is, you know, because of its rules and in relation to where the faction is in the meta and all that. But it doesn't, you know, it's not that exciting. I, I, I guess my long drawn out rant, I, the past few releases have been exciting and I, and I wish that I think that should, what they should aim for is have exciting releases, you know, yeah. And I would agree with you. I think, you know, my views are, are similar in a sense, you know, um, from the limited games I played right in the last like, you know, month, month and a half. I, I love what you, you mentioned about, right, this kind of sense of just releases that are just there. And I found that it may be coincidental, who knows, right? Uh, I mean, but they're, you know, ISP, Fluttercraft, Wookiee Chieftain all gar units that don't have the clone (laughs) that 
don't have clone trooper keywords, right? Mm-hmm. Although, you know, it's like, you know, the ISP is like, you know, piloted by clone troopers. Like you can't share tokens, right? And so like I wanted the ISP to really work. It's just, it's really short. And especially with the new line of sight, right? And, and cover rules and things like that. It's really challenging to um, to use and really maneuver, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah, I think fun and exciting release. And it's great to see, right, these new, new players getting into the game because of Ewoks, you know? Right. I wasn't personally as excited, right? I think they're cool. I think it's a cool concept. It feels very Star Wars, right? As I have, like, you know, an ATST sitting next to me. Um, but, <laughs> there you go. You know, uh, I just, I need to see them. I think we just need some more data, right? And I think so far from what I've seen, what I've been reading, I keep an eye on the discords and kind of what, what's been happening around the competitive scene, local tournaments, things like that. It doesn't seem like they're taking the Legion world by storm for the lack of a better term. Right. Yeah. Um, in terms of gameplay wise, right, right. Right. Everybody thought they were going to be this big, scary thing. And I think we're seeing now that no, you're right. They, you know, they really invest in that skew, that skew heavy list. Right. And like, that's your game plan. And so, which is um, a lot to, to put together, yes. you know, yes. Bringing like pa- yes. building, buying, yes. building and painting 50 Ewoks is not an easy task. Oh my right? gosh. So, yeah, man. I and just, Le- you know, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Please. Oh, I was going to say, like, and Legion's a game where it's pretty, like, I, and I don't want to sound what I'll, I'll just talk. I, you know, like, mm-hmm. Legion's, it's easy to get, I mean, compared to, like, something like 40K or Horus Hair, oh, yeah, Sigma, where, like, getting, like, a new list, like, building the, mm-hmm. like, a new archetype for your army isn't that hard. Like, you know, for Empire, yeah. right? For Blizzard Force, I just needed to get, two snows and a speeder bike and then i have the list i could play blizzard force because mm-hmm. i had the rest already while if i wanted to play ewoks i have to buy a bunch of you know a boatload of ewoks <laughs> and mm-hmm. even if i was excited about ewoks it's still a tall task and you know i'm not excited about ewoks personally but even if yeah. i was it's a, that's a tall task to get all that ready so mm-hmm. yeah i think the lack of of Ewok representation in the competitive <laughs> scene. I think it has to do with just it's it's a hard army to mm-hmm. to get together ready on the table. Especially yeah. in gonna play in a tournament with painting requirements, right? Yep. So yeah, maybe in a year when the Ewok diehards have finished their armies, we'll see them destroy everyone. <laughs> but that's a you know, just on the nature of the army being a horde faction, that's a ways yeah. off. Yeah, I felt like they needed like a full box, right? Instead yeah. of like individual releases. And I understand, right, what they're trying to do. But if they had a similar box, right, kind of like Blizzard Force, right? Like a starter box, kind of like, what did they do with Shadow Collective? It was like a... Yeah, Battle Force box, yeah. It? Yeah, it was just like a little yeah, Battle, Battle Force, Force box, box, right? You know, I thought maybe it was like, you know, start collecting or something, but whatever yeah. it is. Like, I think... It could have used a box like that to to just help people to get a lot of models at once, as opposed to just like buying individual boxes, right? And, and it's it funny that feels... you you mentioned that. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Go go ahead. No, it was just more or less. It feels like, uh, right? It it feels like when you buy a box in that sense. I think of the Lego analogy, 
mm-hmm. right? It's like if it all comes in one thing, I'm going to be very, I'm going to have more motivation. Maybe I shouldn't say more motivation, but my motivation will be much more intrigued to finish yeah. the whole box as opposed to like piecemealing it all together. Right. I don't know if that yeah. makes sense, but yeah. I what think hype say? is a good word so, too. Like your yeah. hype would be, would be better. Yeah. If, if everything's there, you know, mm-hmm. especially for a new release. Now, I was going to say if there was, if there's any faction where you have a box with multiples yeah. of the same thing, yes. like having a box with four snow troopers, like who, like, or four phase two is like, you're not going to run that right. I mean, no, but a box with five squads of Evox, that's the army that you know, who would like, would love that. Especially because it's a multi-kit where you can build the special forces Ewoks or the regular Ewoks. But yeah, it is kind of interesting that they did not release an Ewok battle force. Because you know, like I just said, like if there's any faction that could use a box with the same with six of the same kit, it's that army. You know. Even more so than droids, I think, at this point. Yes. But yeah. But yeah. So would have been nice, but mm. I mean it's a look. It's a, I think it's a little a good release. Hopefully, we see a support unit yeah. for them because, you know, I think Shadow is having a support unit helps them a lot in terms of our build variety, and I think mm-hmm. Ewoks would appreciate the same. Give me those little. I want those little catapults, dude. Oh yeah, <laughs> right. Shooting the rocks, like oh my gosh, that would be so cool. That would be you funny. Know, ca- catapults, or you know, I know there's been talk and mentioned. Right on other casts of of gliders. Yeah. Right. Gliders would be cool. I'm trying to think. Like, I have to go back and watch. But speaking of Return of the Jedi, and, and this has been open on my phone, but there's a at the Hollywood Bowl on Labor Day weekend, I believe. They're they're showing Return of the Jedi in concert, so with Ooh. a live orchestra. So in case you're interested, brother. It's happening. Ooh, so, that is tempting. That is tempting. It's super cool because like you can bring your own food and stuff. But I saw a New Hope about like several years ago with a live orchestra. Highly recommend. Um, but I have to go back and watch in, in that scene if if there's any other like contraptions, right? That the Ewoks mm. use. Like just what comes to mind is obviously the log traps, which is a command card, right? Um, and then you have the the catapults, and then the 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 gliders but i have to go back and see if there's anything in there that maybe that's like a very small detail that like us hardcores would see right so like that could be a model yes right i mean honestly like that that was me watching rise of skywalker yeah like i've been watching for the record i love that movie is it a good movie no do i love that movie yes (laughs) but there's we'll have to have a conversation about that (laughs) yeah i mean it is absolutely not a good movie but i i love that movie yeah. And, you know, when it came out, I had been playing Legion already and every scene, it's like, oh, dude, I would totally buy that that kit. Like Sith Troopers come. I'm like, oh, my gosh, yes, please give me Sith <laughs> Troopers on the battlefield led by Kylo Ren. But but yeah, so maybe there's some random Ewok shenanigans that, you know, in, in that in those scenes that could be great models. Yeah. Yeah, we'll just, uh, you know, we'll have to see. But you know what game has really great models? Star wars shatterpoint yes so, <laughs> you know i know you've been playing a lot uh there's a tournament that happened at geeky tees right so tell me about it how did it go i mean the first event at geeky tees mm-hmm. right yep so how did it go what was the energy like what was the vibe like you know how was it i mean it, it was awesome um it was mm-hmm. the second 
tournament in LA. First one was the Next Gen Games, which oh, okay, was run nice, by Luca, yeah. and I played on that one. It was great. I actually took mm-hmm. some notes playing that event for my event. But yeah, the Geekies event was great. We had a full house. We had 12 people. Hmm. So yeah. yeah, that was awesome. Played three rounds of Shatterpoint. It was it was casual. So you could the rule was you could switch your team, your squads every in you know in between every game because it's not like Legion where like your army build is the end not the NLP all but as it's not as important as yeah. Legion, right? Um I think Shatterpoint, the gameplay itself and what I call reading the board state is a big part of the game. So and the next gen tournament did the same. So I'm like, yeah, why, why not? Why not? You know, especially because it's the game's new. People are still learning the game. We had a lot of new people come in. And I'm like, yeah, like, feel free to swap your squads in between rounds. And it was a blast. I think the the big thing that stuck out for me was the terrain. I really, I wanted all, you know, the different tables to look different. But at the same time, the the game, Shadowpoint, is very reliant on terrain. And I'm going to talk about an example that will kind of maybe you get, you know, the listeners and and you, Jonathan, can kind of get my drift here. Mm -hmm. So the Shatterpoint, the official terrain, right? There's so first off, Shatterpoint, you can't overhang. Your base has to be flush, right? So in in, there's some official terrain pieces where B1s and Grievous cannot fit. And people are like, oh, that. You know that that that's kind of annoying, but some people are also like, well, maybe that's intentional that they can't fit there. You know, maybe it's balanced for that, right? Now, on one hand, I wish AMG would release official, like, an FAQ of like, no, Grievous and B ones cannot stand on that because of their base size, because you know, because there's still debate among the community whether that's intentional or not. But you know, the conversation is there, like, is this intentional or not? So, and the point I'm making is that like terrain is very exact in that game. So that is a sacrifice I did make was I I used pretty much no official Shatterpoint terrain at the event and uh, mm. just used different kinds of sci-fi and jungle like Ewok terrain and Star Wars terrain. And the tables look great. Um, and But again, like that was a sacrifice I had to make. Like so there were some terrain pieces that were just kind of awkward to use. Uh, I think that the crystal board is a good example where you had these awesome, you know, the pink crystal board at Geeky Tees. I love that. Board. Oh, yes. Awesome. But for yes, Shatterpoint, yes. the the crystal formations are very uneven. Because in Shatterpoint, terrain is supposed to be like the levels, the height is supposed to be very clear and universal. So like a piece of terrain should have the same height, right? Where you could sit flat on top on the same level. So there's stuff like that where I had to make a TO ruling like, hey guys, like I know this this piece of terrain has different elevations, but it functionally is one elevation when you're playing. Mm. So, you know, that's something I learned TOing this event was there is a conversation I have to make with myself of or decisions I have to make of on like where do I go with aesthetics for terrain and balance. And I think for me, because it is a casual event, and you know, Geeky Tees prides itself, and I that's why I, I like that place of you know, being a more casual, friendly store. Um, not that we don't like competitive net, you know. Yeah. We, when we had a, we had a Legion tournament there, right, for a world mm-hmm. ticket, but I, I do want to push the whole like more casual. Yeah. And, uh, not necessarily narrative, but one that like when you look at the table, you think, oh, bam, Star Wars, right? Like Ewok. Yeah. Ewok Village or Sandcrawler or or whatever, right? So, I think moving forward, 
play like running that tournament has definitely made me think more about what terrain means for an event and and for me like it's it's i will i'll probably prioritize aesthetics more mm. than just like precise gameplay um because again the, it wasn't that the game was unplayable it was just you know there's there's sacrifices you have to make on with with the rules and how terrain interacts with models and all that but but you know with that said it, it was still fun people people had a good time Congrats to Mike for first place and Luca for second. So you got it's funny because Mandalorians took first place and people keep saying Mandalorians are not that good in the game, but <laughs> they got first place. So yeah, yeah, no, it, it was, it was, it was good. And I think Shatterpoint is, uh, I think it's in a good spot right now where it's getting releases. I think the releases are going to slow down in a few months, but yeah, like they're churning like two boxes a month, which I think the you know a game in, in its infancy needs that. Like you need yeah. variety in your gameplay. So, but cool. But yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, what did you learn? You know, as you know, a TO here. Have you, you have you TO'd other events before too? I haven't TO'd a tournament. I've run events. Okay, like. like yeah, yeah, like yeah. A, like a learn to play day or like a massive all day mm-hmm. game, like a giant mega battle for Warhammer, but I haven't done a tournament with the rounds. So, okay. Yeah. What did, what did you learn, you know, about yourself as a TO in this, in this experience? Oh, it's a, you it's know, a what good are some question. Would, yeah. What are some things you'd do differently? I would use an app to calculate strength mm. of schedule yeah. because <laughs> I, had, I had to do that manually and it, and it was oh my thing. gosh it was uh yeah. thankfully i only had to do it for first place mm-hmm. and uh, not just first place because third place thankfully someone got more round wins so in, in shatter point mm. right it's the game is two out of best to three right um yeah. when you're when you're playing the game so most rounds won and thankfully, someone won the most rounds, so I didn't have to do Shingo schedule calculations twice. But yeah, for first place, they both went three and zero, and they both mm-hmm. had the same number of, of round wins. And I'm like, well, I got to do the math. So one thing I learned is use an app. Yeah, I think Game Uplink is getting more Shatterpoint support, but for now, I think Longshanks cool. has the full support there. So the next event will definitely get me using that. Yeah, and. Something I learned too, well, not learned, but reinforced because I haven't run an event in a while is I always want to make sure everyone has fun. I think my yeah. biggest point of of not worry, but or concern, but you know, something I always keep in mind when I'm running an event is making sure everyone has fun. Like when I was running those one day mega battles for Warhammer, like if one side is getting smashed, I always make sure to like, okay, guys, like, you know, the losing side gets reinforcements or something. Just so like they're not getting smashed for three hours, four hours, right? Making sure yeah. that people come and have a good time. So that's something I really wanted to make sure. And and thankfully, you know, everyone did have fun, right? Um, even though like terrain balance was finicky, people understood and I and I appreciate that from everyone. And but yeah, I always want to make sure that everyone has a good time, whether you go zero and three or whether you go three and no. I mean, some people who go three and no, they don't have a good time because for whatever reason. But you know, I want to make sure that everyone, you know, didn't feel like they wasted their time going to one of my events. So, yeah, yeah, you know, I wasn't there, right? But I have a feeling that everyone had 
had a good time because it sounds like from what you shared with me a really great event and you know that's ultimately what it comes down to right is 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 having fun you know taking the time having a day where you just get together and roll dice you know and would you find yourself would you do you think that the round lengths like in comparison to like a legion tournament you know did you find people were they done with their games prior to the timer going off or what was Ooh. the, how was the flow? Another good question. Yeah. Um, I yeah. think it was pretty good. There was one game. Well, it, it might have happened in other games, but this was one of those. I think it was, I think round two and whoever mm-hmm. won this game would have a shot at top two. And that went to time and I actually had to bust out the, the TO packet and figure out yeah. a, t- a tiebreaker. And the tiebreaker was whoever holds the most objectives at the end of the timer wins, you know, mm-hmm. not necessarily scores the most victory points, but who holds the most objectives. So and that happened once, which is, I think, is good because, you know, every other game ended on time. And I think a part of that is so for Chatterpoint events, what they call showdown events, which are the tournaments, there's a rule where it's called mission critical. So at a certain point, and I think the rule, the TL packet suggests when there's half an hour left, you enter mission critical. So mission critical means at the end of every turn, one person gets a struggle tracker, which essentially means they get yeah. one victory point. <laughs> so oh. and Shadow Point is a, is a tug of war game. I, I don't know if you've seen the the cubes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, there's like the black cubes, which indicates do you you know your tug of war your side in a tug of war and then the middle mm-hmm. clear cube indicates where the rope is or whatever right but in mission critical there's half an hour left everyone gets a black cube at the end of their turn so it makes the game way faster and i think that helped a lot with making sure games ended on time so and you know, with legion there's and I, i'm gonna be i'm gonna be um what's the word uh praising myself here but i always finish my, my games of legion on time because i yes quickly. you do i second that i second that and i love playing legion with you because we are done quickly <laughs> so i I've, i don't yeah. think i've ever had a game of legion go to time where i didn't finish the maybe yeah. a few times like when i first started playing but it, it, like now like if you, if you guys ever play with me i will never the game will not end like on turn four when the clock over. Like I will, I will make sure our game goes to turn six because I just, I, I, I just tend to play quickly for that reason. I don't like playing games where, because the game is intended to end after round six, right? So I, I don't want the game to end on round four because I don't feel it's intention. You know, from a game's rules for from rules perspective, that's not intentional. So I want to make sure the game ends on time. So, but you know, that's a common thing in Legion where games don't end on time because it's, it is a long game, right? It's a mass army battle game. And, but for Shatterpoint, you know, it is a skirmish game. Now it doesn't mean that because it's a skirmish game, it's faster because you have lots more to do because your units can do more things. But I guess the game is just designed to run in two hours and mission critical helps a lot with that. So, you know, go back to your original question. Yeah, the flow was great. Um, didn't have good. a lot of issues with games not ending on time. Cool. Well, good. That's awesome, man. I, yeah, I was curious, you know, to hear how that aspect and that element of the game worked and functioned. And yeah. yeah, it sounds like it was an amazing time. Any idea? Is this going to be a common thing? Is this something that you'll be doing like every every other month? 
Yep, I mean, exactly. That's the plan. Yeah, so we're looking okay. for October. I need to figure out the date because October is a busy month mm-hmm. for me and with work. So, but there, I will have a free Sunday in October, and I should figure <laughs> out which one. But yes, you will be having another one. Hopefully, hopefully we see you there, my man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm kind of looking at my stuff right now. It's in the same place it was when we talked about it last time. <laughs> but I'll eventually it'll get done. It'll get done. It. You eight know. models. Eight models. You got it. Eight models. Like seriously, dude. You know, I got the starter set, you know, and it's like the models are so, so gorgeous. You know, I'm looking at the side of the box here, you know, Maul on the side, yes. Ahsoka on the side. And speaking of Ahsoka, the premiere. Yes. It's happening like yes. right now. I'm sure uh, people why we're, are. Why are we recording and not watching? That, Just kidding. <laughs> that's a good question. I'm sorry, guys, to put you through this. And John, I want to apologize to you. <laughs> but You're I did want to have like a brief discussion about Ahsoka yeah. and just a, just a couple of quick hitters just like you know what would be five things you would want from the show right like name five things that you would want to see i'm curious to hear what that would be five things hmm it doesn't I, have I think, to be five but for know. sure for sure i think mm-hmm. cool lightsaber fights yes which is i i thought that would be easy but obi-wan did not have the coolest lightsaber fights it had cool set pieces but i think the yeah. lightsaber fights in obi-wan had much mm-hmm. like they could do better and i hope they do better for ahsoka i think mm. thrawn needs to live up to his reputation yes. in the fan base and I, I think if if there's anything that that show needs to get right it is that because this is live action thrawn people have been asking for this for before we were born i'm sure because thrawn is i think is older than us <laughs> um maybe not maybe <laughs> older than me not you but <laughs> yeah, like that, that there's a lot of re- expectations writing. So they yeah. better nail Thrawn, right? And I think, you know, I didn't see Rebels, but I hope it gives the Rebel fans what they want. You know, it has whatever make Rebels special. I hope Ahsoka has that as well. Yeah. Um, I don't know about the other two, but I think that those are the main things. You know, Collide Saber fights, uh, a cool Thrawn, and. And more rebels for the people who want more rebels. I am one of those people who wants more rebels. And I'm <laughs> there you go. Today. There you go. <laughs> As a huge advocate of rebels, and I'll take. I have a hot take here that I think it was better than the Clone Wars. But that's, Ooh. we can have that conversation. Maybe that's a conversation we can have on another cast. <laughs> but I, I love that show, and yes, my hope is. I mean. I I always like I heard about Thrawn prior to the to that show, but the fact that they have the same voice actor doing live action is so cool, and that's one thing that I really wanted to see in Obi Wan because they didn't do that with uh, I think his name is Jason Isaacs. He's like the villain and the Patriot and stuff, but the Grand Inquisitor in yeah in Rebels I want to say was so cool he like reminded me a lot of vader there was like one mm-hmm. point where him and uh one of the other characters kane in were like shout out freddie prince jr by the way but uh, <laughs> there's one there's one scene where kane and and him are, are fighting and he's doing like the one hand thing like vader did Ooh. right um and he's just like he's just like you know trash talking him the whole time but my hope is is you know he does live up to like that experience that i had with ron watching rebels for the first time such a great show and when you have some time brother please give it a give it a watch um 
but I want to say, yeah, I want there to be, I feel like in the Star Wars shows recently, there hasn't been, other than Andor, there hasn't been a, hasn't been as much of a big emphasis on character and character development. So I, my hope is, is we really get a chance to kind of deep dive and really harness like Rosario Dawson's acting skills. Mm-hmm. And so the world, at least that didn't watch, you know, the animated shows can get a sense of like who Ahsoka is and, and really what that character is. I think it's a really interesting design space. So, and um, yeah, I think like, those are the two things. You know, it would be really cool to get a live action callus, but um, Ooh, that would be yeah, nice. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But yeah, I'm just really excited. And you know, I just I just hope this is just a, not another show that they add to the docket. You know, because I mean, I don't know. How do you feel about you know, we're getting a lot of Star Wars content and I know content it's Star Wars and it's good, but this was my fear when Lucasfilm, you know, was purchased by Disney all those years ago. Mm-hmm. Do we really need another Star Wars? This one is I, we need, I don't care this one we need, <laughs> but <laughs> of course, like, do we, do we really need another Star Wars show? Like, how do you feel about that? I think, I think we do. I, mm-hmm. I'm an advocate of more con all content yeah. is I will enjoy. Now, with that mm-hmm. said, like they need, they should be good. Like, there's no reason for them to not be good. You know, like on one hand, yes, I always want more, and I think more yeah. is good, but I don't necessarily want them to be bad. You know, they should yeah. be good because they can. Like Andor proved oh, that Mando season so one wasn't a fluke. You know, yeah, that like they could make a good Star Wars show, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah. So to answer your question, yes, we, we need more Star Wars shows, but they have to be good. Like, there's a reason for them yeah. not to be good. Like, I don't think I'll ever be burned out on Star Wars shows. <laughs> I, I, <want> more. <laughs> I mean, I'm not burned out on Marvel, so. But yeah. again, same for that. Like, there's no reason for them to be not good. Yeah. You know? hmm. No, I, I hear you. I, I, Yeah, my hope is, is, yeah, it's just, you know, I think if they could do things like they did with Mando Season 1 and Andor, where they get you know, writers who maybe aren't quite as mainstream that really, or, Mm -hmm. you know, you get that kind of indie approach, you know, with the big budgets, right? That's what I felt like Andor was, right? Because you had Tony Gilroy who did the Bourne series, Michael Clayton, right? And it just felt like, you know, you're on the edge of your seat. The dialogue was just so good. It was witty. You're engaged and... My hope is for this show, it doesn't, you know, it it can fall under that same. I hope they learned, you know, some things right from yes from that season, and they and they keep with that formula. So, I, mean, I, I don't know, know if I mentioned this yet. Oh, go mm-hmm. ahead. Fin- sorry, I no, 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 that, that was it. No, I was finishing finishing my thought. Go ahead. Yeah, I was, I was, mm-hmm. you know, to build up, to build on that, like yeah, my my one of my buddies, Blaine, who is uh, mm-hmm. he's a musician, but he's also a trained writer, and he said that the Lego movie proves that you can make a good movie out of anything. Yes. (laughs) Like you don't need, you know, like, so like it's star Wars isn't an excuse for something to be bad. You know, like Mm -hmm. you could make a good 
you know, the, the Barbie movie is getting praise yep. and it's about Barbie, right? Like it's apparently, I haven't seen it, but I've heard it's well-written it's, and it's just a good movie. So yeah, you, there's kind of no excuse for, again, for these shows to be bad. <laughs> like you could make them good, you know, like yeah. if the Lego movie can have a thought, would be a well-written thought provoking piece of film. Like you could do that with star Wars, <laughs> you know? So, yeah, I agree. I agree with you, sir. You know, so We'll see here uh, after we we finish up. And speaking yeah. as we always uh, of finishing up, um, you know we always got to get to what we're working on. So you know on our workbench. So I'll start with you, uh, my good friend. Have you? What have you? What have you been working on on your your workbench? So and, yeah. 40k actually I've been painting my ah, nice. Take, taking my time so i almost yeah. finished my five man intercessor squad i just have to put the transfers on and i'm not sure if i want to streaking grime the heck out of them i think what i'll do is mm. i will i'll build another because in the leviathan box there's that like lieutenant that reaver lieutenant who oh, the yes. lore is like he's you know he he's the lone survivor of like the scouting force and he links up with like the main army which is what the box is but he you know he has these like tyranid carapaces strapped on his armor and all that but you know i wanted to do that as a test model and just slather him with <laughs> with streaking grime and then clean it up <laughs> because you know if if it looks like it sucks i'm not pleased with it at least it's that guy you know he's the he's yeah. the, the guy who's, who's down and dirty with the tyranids but yeah, I'm debating if I want to do that with my regular dudes, but right now I'm working on some Terminators. And man, those are some beautiful models, those two Terminators. Yeah. They are big, they have great detail, they are bulky, and they're exactly what Terminators should be in model form. So yeah, just working on that, working on some Shatterpoint, because I Mace Window just came out, but more importantly, Commander Pawns came out, and Commander Pawns, mm -hmm. for context, is a three-point secondary unit which means that i could run him with vader and then take an inquisitor as my support unit because vader doesn't give you a lot of squad points so i'm pretty excited running like a full almost full inquisitor team with with pawns and then vader and all those other dudes the dudettes but yeah this has been working on some yeah 40k and shatter point how about you my man nice. yeah it's uh, a lot of 40k <laughs> a lot of 40k <laughs> recently i'm i've put together my sixth thunderwolf model and i've finished those guys they're all done yeah man i swear those ak washes are just so good like yeah enamels and lacquers i'm telling you if you guys are listening just dabble get yourself some black wash from ak interactive and a nice i actually have a, a mig like pin wash brush and like the, the brush itself, the actual brush part, is at least like two inches long, but it has a really fine point, so you can really get into some of those details, but hold a lot of the wash in the in the brush. But yeah, you know, I'm working on uh, working on those Thunderwolves, and they look a lot better than the models that I painted seven years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, so after you know, I finished those guys up. I'm working on Ragnar right now. Honestly, one of the best sculpts, I think, in 40K. Like, the dude's just jumping off a piece of rubble, about to, like, swing his big chainsword. I did, like, mm. on the Zenithal, on the Undercoat, because I used a combination of contrast and inks to 
and I wet blended to get this like orange, like a yellow orange kind of transition. But the backside, I didn't really, it wasn't, I didn't spray from that side too when I was doing the zenithal. So it's a lot darker mm-hmm. on the backside. So I, I've got to figure out a way. Maybe I just go over it and like put like a piece of paper or something to not get some of the other details to help with the overspray to fix overspray to fix that. But working on Ragnar right now, uh, my partner, um, you know, she's listening. I love you. Um, she got <laughs> me, she got me uh, some Blade Guard veterans. Nice, um, which is pretty cool. Ragnar pairs really really well with them. Um, she also mentioned that there's more on the way so we'll see Ooh, she got me some go. uh baron yeah baron of dice like custom um, space wolves dice i know the, the listeners can't see but you know you can kind of see their they got like the wolf in there and and all that stuff and dude i cannot go back to regular dice anymore yeah like, for right, my warhammer big, I, yeah yeah mm-hmm. you gotta have the faction symbol or yep, some symbol. you gotta <laughs> yep no i agree i agree so i have like some like they're called, I think they're like glacier dice or whatever from mm-hmm. Chessex. So I can I can mix the two together and uh, just pretty cool. And um, I got a Redemptor Dreadnought that I'll be working on Ooh. here pretty soon. Yeah, dude, at that thing, it's a beautiful model. It's primary sized, and you know, so yeah, man, just working on forty k on the road to two thousand points. You know, I I'm working on my second half of Terminators here. Um, so I can run like a full 10 man brick, you know, and just doing the deal, man. But yeah, you know, so that's what I'm working on. And what do you think of think... 40k now? Now that you're playing it again. Oh it's man. Really quick. Yeah. Well, our game was awesome, by the way. Yes. That um, was super fun. That was super fun. We're just rolling a bunch of dice. So I've been playing actually a lot on TTS cause mm-hmm. I want to like get the reps in and learn the rules. So when I play in person, it's just, we, you know, you just play. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's different. Right. And like the fight phase, I really understand because it's more of that kind of classic, like you're going like people who charge, they, you resolve those first, but then your fights, like you pick a fight. It's, I mean, you're, the, the your opponent picks a fight then you pick a fight so i kind of understand that much and mm-hmm. consolidation but really understanding the nuance there's just so many units mm-hmm. like you just kind of have to learn by doing right yeah and so yeah. I, but i think with 10th it seems super streamlined right i mean the rule book's only 60 pages long and like now that i've played about 12 games or whatever i have a pretty good grasp of the turn structure i love the variety Mm -hmm. of missions i think their mission structure is super cool like that's one thing i want for legion is just more missions like i love the idea of all these different conditions and it feels like i it feels like you're not going to play the same game twice like objectively speaking right right so i think that's really cool and um yeah i mean and just like pulling out 40 d6 and just rolling them (laughs) you know what i mean like things just die and apparently this edition is a lot less killy than the last one but yeah you easily could just lose units if you don't go first yeah it just happens you know i I saw a game of ninth where my buddy yeah you know i I was saying i saw a game Mm -hmm. of ninth where my buddy got blasted off the table by our other buddy turn one because Mm -hmm. 
yeah it just happens you know yeah um i mean i only played the one game we played mm-hmm. but i mean you know, I, I play a lot of horse heresy which i think yeah. from a game design philosophy are they're very similar but yeah like it's just a game where you know there's cool models you roll dice and you get used to the rules i mean it's one of the games of all time <laughs> that's 40k mm-hmm. there's a reason why it's been around for this <laughs> yeah right? yeah it's it's and it's interesting to see a game where it's still so popular despite the outdated rule set um you know beautiful models and and great lore will do that you know at the end of the day like that's what people want like you know circling back to legion like people play legion because it's star wars like i wonder yeah. how many people would still play legion if it wasn't star wars i wouldn't mm. despite being yeah, such I, a great I game yeah. you know yeah. but i mean yeah you know 40 mm-hmm. i think i think 40k is fun um but it, mm-hmm. it's not a game i see myself playing pickup games a lot with just because you know i'd rather play legion for that or mm-hmm. or, or horse heresy but you know, it's a good game to play with buddies, and I, I love. I will always say this: I love Games Workshop models. They are so yeah. good, and they are the best in the industry, in my opinion, like bar none. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, the the sculpts are all really good, and you can tell they've been doing it for a long time. And yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's been cool to kind of recapture that nostalgia, right? When yeah. I was like you know ten or eleven years old and spending you know entire Saturdays and Sundays at the games workshop at the Glendale Galleria, you know? And yeah, I remember when that Mervyn's was there. I spent a lot of time there. <laughs> um, so without disclosing all of my personal life <laughs> to our <laughs> listeners, um, I think that's a good place for us to wrap. So I still don't have a fancy sign off. I don't know if I ever will, but that'll do it for us here on the 818. Um, yeah. I'm your host, Jonathan Williams, and uh, joined by my co-host as always, John. And thanks again uh, for listening, guys. Yeah, see the ya. Force is with you, young Skywalker, but you are not a Jedi yet. <laughs>